Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 29 called Longing for the Good Old Days. I've told the story before, but it's worth retelling. We had some kids from the African Children's Choir back to Job 29 who visited uh, the fellowship some years ago, and we were able as a family to open up our home to three boys from Africa. They, each of them had lost at least one of their parents to AIDS or starvation, so they come from a very rough background. They're all between six and 10 years old. And uh, they spent a couple days with us, and they would sing in the car. And it was always so neat to hear them sing. And they were very talented singing and dancing. And we drove them. I think we're driving them to get ice cream or something like that. And they were saying, he is my light. He is your light. And they're in the back seat just rocking out. He is my light. He is your light. So we're all just swaying in the car. And then we pulled up to a store or something. And they called everybody either uncle or auntie. And they said, Thank you, uncle, for driving us to the store, and may God richly bless you. And I looked to my kids, and I said, did you hear that? (laughs) They're blessing me every time I take them somewhere. And singing. He is your light. He is my light. Anyway. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It seems like in the dark times of life is when we probably sense the light of God the most. It's when the light shines the brightest, but it's hard. Job back in 29.4 says, as I was in the prime of my days, 29.4, when the friendship of God was over my tent. Now, God is still Job's friend. God thinks extremely highly of Job, but circumstantially, Job's at a tough place. He doesn't feel well. He's lost so much. He's lost family members. He's lost his health. And so he thinks that God is no longer his friend. In fact, he thinks God is his enemy. (laughs) And some of us have had moments when we go through tough season after tough season after tough season, and we finally look up and say, what did I do to deserve this? Show me my fault. And sometimes, you know, there may be something that God wants to show us in the midst of that. But maybe the trial has very little to do with anything you did. It could be a broken world. It could be that God is exploiting what you're going through for something he's going to do in the future. It may just be that he's teaching you things through the trial. But Job says, I I want the days when when the friendship of God was over my life, when I had intimacy with God, which seems to imply that Job is far away from God. In Isaiah 41, 8 through 10, uh, contrasting the pagan idol worshipers of the nations, God says to Israel, but you, Israel, 41, 8 through 10, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, descendant of Abraham, my friend, you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its remotest parts, And said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and not rejected you. Do not fear, I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will surely help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
In James 2.23, Abraham is called the friend of God. And in Isaiah 41, uh, verse 8, he's also, he calls Abraham my friend. Is it legitimate for us to consider ourselves friends of God? I think so. Jesus said to the apostles, he said, this commandment I give that you love one another as I have loved you, greater love has no one than this that one laid down his life for his friends. And you are my friends, John 15, if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you slaves or servants for the slave does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends for all things that I've heard from my father I've made known to you. And you did not choose me, I chose you and appointed you that you should bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. See, Job is looking back to former days and wondering, is God my friend or my foe? He says, when the Almighty was yet with me, which tells you that Job thinks that God is no longer with him. And my children were around me. You almost get the picture of Job reminiscing about days when the kids were younger and they were running around maybe at a family picnic and Job was trying to take some of those snapshots that all of us as parents try to do along the journey when older parents and grandparents and great-grandparents say they'll grow up so fast. And, and you usually respond in those days, we're trying to speed it up. <laughs> what do you mean? It's not going fast. It's going slow. But then... You end up with kids that are older and you're like, man, where did the time go? And it does seem like it was just like a blink of an eye. See, the Bible says that children are a gift from the Lord and the fruit of the womb is a reward. Psalm 127, verse three. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Psalm 128, the very next psalm says, how blessed is everyone who fears the Lord who walks in his ways. It goes on to say, your wife shall be like a fruitful vine within your house, your children like olive plants around your table. Behold, for thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. Well, right now, Job says, but wait a minute, all my kids are dead. How could I associate blessing with my life if by measuring Psalm 127 and 128, my children have been taken away from me. If children are a sign of the blessing of the Lord, then what about me? Maybe my friends are right. But God says, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid to Israel. Don't tremble at them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. Deuteronomy 31.6, he will not fail you or forsake you. The Aaronic priests were supposed to pray a blessing over Israel and we know how many hard times the nation of Israel went through. And the prayer was, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. But how many times could the children of Israel say, well, where is God? People who are Holocaust survivors right now, uh, many of them would say, I don't believe in God because where was he when this was happening? And circumstantially, when life comes our way, it's hard. We might say, well, where was God? Was he over my life at that point? God's gaze from Job's perspective has turned from a favorable gaze to one of hostility. 
Job longs for the times we might get reminiscent and say, the way we were. Some of you remember that song, right? Longing for those days, but right now he, he goes, maybe God is my enemy. The days when my steps, 29.6, were bathed in butter. These are uh, images of plenty. And the rock, which is often talked about in the uh, wilderness wanderings of producing water and even oil. The rock poured out for me streams of oil. Man, I had everything. I remember some years ago, I was talking to a man who, I think he was selling cars or something, and he said, oh, I used to have this job and I made 120 grand a year and now I'm not making anything. And I used to be a big shot. I used to be this and I used to be that. And he was reminiscing about days gone by when he was making more money and he felt like he was something and now he felt like he was nothing. My steps were bathed in butter. The rock, seemingly something that wouldn't even produce, produced streams of oil. I had everything. We need to see that blessings are not what many in our world would expect. You see, What's coming is a description of Job's life uh, in the former days. And what you're going to see is very little said about all that Job had at his beck and call. He's not going to talk about his servants. He's not going to talk about how much money he had in the bank. He's not going to chronicle for us the animals on his farm or how much he enjoyed picnics and vacations. It's very striking, says one writer, that five verses are devoted to describing Job's life at home as opposed to 20 about his social service. Now, I want you guys to see what is coming so you can really grasp onto this. If you want to know what it looks like to be a righteous man or woman, pay close attention to Job's life right here. Job, in verses 7 through 10, will talk about the dignity and respect he had in the good old days. Check it out. He says, when I went out to the gate of the city, when I took my seat in the square, the young men saw me and hid themselves. The old men arose and stood. The princes stopped talking and put their hands on their mouths. The voice of the nobles was hushed and their tongue stuck to their palate. Job was the greatest man of the East. That's what we learned in chapter 1. And this great man has now been reduced to, literally, you could say, an ash heap. His life has become a living hell. And he begins to reminisce. And he begins to remember times when he would walk into the city gate, the place where the elders made decisions, the place of government, the place of business, the hubbub, the, the hub of the city. He was given great respect and deference and the gate of the city was where judicial proceedings took place and you could see the respect that Job had. In verses 11 through 17, here's the reason that everybody respected the man. For when the ear heard, it called me blessed. When the eye saw, it gave witness of me. Because, here's the reason why Job was so respected. Because I delivered the poor who cried for help and the orphan who had no helper. The blessing of the one ready to perish came upon me and I made the widow's heart sing for joy. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. 
Job was a judge and he was a righteous one. No one could bribe the man. If the man saw injustice, he pursued the right. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hey, this is Pastor Shane Lance from Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. We want to thank you for listening to the program today. And we want to let you know that we have some new service times on Sunday morning. So we are going to go back to two services on Sunday mornings. One is going to be at 8.30 a.m. and the other is going to be at 10.30 a.m. So we pray that you'll join us for one of those services. I am the music director at the church and we are really excited to be able to worship through music and we're going to worship as well through studying God's word. We're going to worship in spirit and in truth as the scripture commands us to do. So we're really excited. We pray that you'll join us for one of those services this Sunday at 8.30 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. We pray that you have a great week and we thank you for listening to Walk in Truth Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a long-time listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. In verses 11 through 17, here's the reason that everybody respected the man. For when the ear heard, it called me blessed. When the eye saw, it gave witness of me. Because, here's the reason why Job was so respected. Because I delivered the poor who cried for help and the orphan who had no helper. The blessing of the one ready to perish came upon me and I made the widow's heart sing for joy. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. Job was a judge and he was a righteous one. No one could bribe the man. If the man saw injustice, he pursued the right. He was like the ultimate king. He put on the robe for the judicial setting, if you will, and the turban. He was eyes to the blind, feet to the lame, 15. He almost sounds good too, too good to be true. I was a father to the needy, 16. And I investigated the case, which I did not know. If there was something that looked fishy, if a rich man was trying to buy off the court, I said, uh, 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 uh. He became like a PI. And he said, I'm going to find out what's really going on here. And I broke the jaws of the wicked and snatched the prey from his teeth. Talk about a lofty life. 
Talk about a good man. Do you know that Job's calamity, when he fell and lost everything, it affected many, many people. Many people who looked to Job for provision, direction, guidance, uh, shelter, wisdom, they were all impacted by Job's fall. And I want to park here and give you an application. Sometimes we underestimate the impact we have on people. Sometimes, as humans, we underestimate whatever your sphere may be, how our own personal fall impacts other people. I don't have to tell you about political and religious leaders that have fallen on their face, Hollywood actors, athletes. We can make our list that there are always ripples, right? It's like throwing that rock into a pond of water. Inevitably, when the rock hits, it ripples out. And Job's fall, not his own, own fault here, but Job's fall affected many people. Go back over the list. The poor, these are all things that are close to God's heart. The ideal king, for example, Psalm 72, 12, delivers the needy who cry and the afflicted who have no one to help. Look at, uh, you have the orphan. You have, in, in verse 13, those who are ready to perish for whatever reason. You have the widow. Proverbs eleven twenty five says, the generous man will be prosperous, and he who waters will himself be watered. Proverbs eleven twenty five. This is Psalm 34, verses 12 through 15. Flip back over to the Psalms. You gotta see this one too. Psalm 34, just the next book to your right. Look at verses 12 through 15. It says these words. Who is the man who desires life and loves length of days that he may see good? 34, 13 of Psalms. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. Back to Job. Job did good, invested cases, helped the needy, the the lion, the the lion, the blind and the lame. When Peter is preaching in the house of Cornelius, he says, you know of Jesus of Nazareth, how he went about doing good. If you were to step back and look at your life right now and ask this question, am I known for doing good? Am I known for being a man of justice? Am I known by others for reaching out to those who are hurting for having a soft spot for the orphan, for the widow? Have I taken too much of my life and become consumed with all the American things that people say are important and lost God's heart? Proverbs 24, 11 says, deliver those who are being taken away to death. Those who are staggering to slaughter, hold them back. What am I doing in the battle for life? Do I have a voice? Am I willing not to back down to the PC group and the political pressure and everything else that's going on in our world? Well, Job was a father to the fatherless. He was a righteous judge. In fact, this guy almost sounds divine. He almost sounds too good to be true. Or is it just because we have lowered our standards so much? that we think he sounds too good to be true because comparatively speaking, we don't even come close. I put that in my notes, that was for me. But do you know, in our culture right now, we've become so self-consumed and so selfish 
that I wonder how we'll stand the test of Matthew 25 when Jesus says, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat, naked and you clothed me, sick and you visited me, etc., etc. See, this was Job. What made Job a great man was not his finances. It was his character. Everybody knew that if you needed a pearl of wisdom to lead the city or the nation, if you needed a man to settle a case, if you needed a man to speak into your situation, Job was that man. He was a righteous man. That's why the devil wanted to take him down, by the way. You've been listening to Longing for the Good Old Days, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 29. If you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on our Free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we'd love to connect with our listeners. That means you. You can email or send Pastor Michael and the team a letter. We love mail. You can get all the contact information at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. But our email address is contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And here's our mailing address. Are you ready? You can write Pastor Michael at P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. That's P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, maybe you're a person who just doesn't like change. Oh, it's tough, isn't it? Because you get used to a routine, and when change comes, it can be uncomfortable, and you can long for the good old days, whatever the good old days were. But I'll just say this. If all of your good days are behind you, you might want to change some things today. Amen. (laughs) And sometimes it's like, hey, the music has changed in church or, you know, maybe there's a different pastor speaking today or something like that. Or it could be something more radical. Maybe you've moved recently or maybe a relationship has changed. Maybe you had a friend move away. Maybe you lost a friend. And that could be hard. And the question becomes, well, how do I change my attitude? Because change happens. And it's inevitable in this life, right? So the change is often unavoidable. So the question is, how do I change my attitude? And I think that's the key is, Lord, uh, things may shift and change, but you don't change. So therefore, I don't have to be uptight about what's going on. And I know that's easier said than done. But my prayer for you is that when you link to the anchor, Christ, You don't have to be blown around by change. Change is going to happen. But I think a good thing is, Lord, just change my attitude about change and help me to know that you're the stability in my life. Well, hey, uh, speaking of stability and maybe uh, change, here's a good change. Get back to church. It's time, brethren. And unless you have a, a specific health concern or you're shut in, for other reasons, like you just can't go out or drive, uh, understandable. And uh, and we we are so glad that you're listening and tuning into live streams. But look, if you're able-bodied and you know COVID is is really diminished to the point where they're saying the number of cases are like a, a mild flu season. So 
I would just encourage you, man, if you've been waiting, I'm not sure how much more time you're going to wait. I am qualifying it saying, always be careful, of course, but man, it's, it's time to get back into fellowship because there's things that you just cannot do when you watch a live stream or listen to a radio program. That is like, you know, get a handshake or a hug or have someone lay hands on you and pray for you or experience, you know, worship and fellowship with God's people. Take the Lord's Supper with uh, the community. There's so much. So wherever you are, find a good church. Hey, if you live anywhere near the Inland Empire, we know of a good church. It's called Living Truth Christian Fellowship. And yes, I'm a little partial to the church. I serve their senior pastor. We're located at 1009 Arsenal Way in the city of Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. And as you have been hearing, we have two services, Sunday mornings, 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. You can find out everything you need to know when you go to walkintruth.com. Click on the church tab and we'll see you at one of the services. God bless you. And if you can't be here, find a good church close to you that teaches and preaches the word of God. God bless you. Have a tremendous weekend. We'll see you Monday. And just a reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events as well. So please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us on Monday on this station for the conclusion of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapter 29 called Longing for the Good Old Days. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.